We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make low-maintenance bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we had nobody coming into the showroom. So we started doing virtual visits via Microsoft Teams. We're able to see two or threefold the amount of customers we used to be able to see. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. I really think it's going to set a standard for retail moving forward. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by fantasydraft.com. Use the promo code ROTODRAFT for a 100% deposit bonus over at fantasydraft.com. I'm your host, Josh Chase, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Wednesday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Benicio, welcome to another week of DFS NBA, sir. Yeah, not too bad. We, uh, you know, we actually have a, a really big slate to talk about here tonight. We got a lot of games on the uh, on the docket for you know the day before Christmas Eve. So right, four yeah. games on tap. So you know what I'm going to need you to do, Benny. I'm going to need you to set aside all the the distractions here and focus in, dial in. And it'd be really narrow down your choices because I don't know you. You, I haven't seen you at a buffet before personally, but I have a feeling what you would do when you have like a smorgasbord of options like we do on today's slate. So um, this is today that you sort of just tighten up the the belt, you know what I mean, and uh, grab grab a salad and a water rather than going just absolute ham in the buffet. So are, are we good with that? Um, I don't know. I usually do like the ham at the buffet, but yeah, we'll see. We'll okay. see. All right. So, so we need a quick order of business here, Benny. Um, there's been a little bit of a tiff online, uh, that I have to mention here. Okay. So there was a man and I'm not going to give him uh Twitter credit because this is beef 
and we we settle we settle beef in the streets, and by streets I mean this podcast. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with this right now. All right, so this is what I'm saying. Okay, so a certain person was uh, rather miffed that you happened to block him on Twitter after what he called was pr- providing dissenting analysis to yours. So you know what I offered to you here in the pre-show and what you agreed to was to settle this Matthew Barry style. So if this gentleman looks like he's generally, um, you know, upset that you blocked him. So if, you know, we, I said, you know, we can do what Matthew Barry does was like make a donation to your charity of your, of Benny's choice and Benny will gladly unlock him. You make the donation, you, um, you know, um, you, you can, uh, email the receipt, uh, over to, um, do you want him to email you? Do you want him to email me or do you? You you want him to like take a picture? You can you know what you can do? You can take a picture on Twitter, and and send it to me. Okay, at Josh Hayes FS. You make a donation to um, Benny's Choice, and your and the charity of choice is what Benny. I honestly I I don't care. It's the Christmas season. Whatever so, whatever charity he wants to. Okay, whatever charity your of your choosing needs to be a legitimate charity with a legitimate receipt. Um, you know we don't we're not asking for like a certain amount. More than a dollar, bro. Okay, you know what I mean. I'm gonna say five dollar minimum on this whole don- donation thing. So, um, you do that, and then Benny unblocks you, and then we're all good, and we move forward in the holiday season. Does that sound good, Benny? That's that's fine by me, as long as he doesn't try to tell me that Hassan Whiteside, Al Horford, and uh, Carl Anthony Towns are the top three centers in the NBA anymore. Well, <laughs> like it's 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 his opinion, man. As long as I as long as you approach people in the right way on twitter then i think that's what makes all the difference too so yeah i'm 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 all about i'm all about you know banter back and forth i have no problem with that but don't don't get rude about it if you get rude about it i gotta block it if you get rude about it then you might have to make an additional charity uh donation to get re-unblocked for the second time and that can get expensive so especially if you're going you know more than five dollars a pop which maybe you do maybe you want to make additional um you know charitable donations and you're like hey if i go at benny then this is going to be really good for charity you know so <laughs> that's it tis the season tis gonna the sing- se- we're gonna single-handedly cure cancer on this Th- this is what i'm saying you know what i mean we're gonna be benny and i are gonna go on video we're gonna wear um pink you know to for for na- for national cancer month to sponsor you know those who are in need of a uh, cancer treatment so we're going to make it all happen here on the road away. this is going to be more than just a D- dfs podcast we're going to change lives benny so in the meantime let's go ahead and start changing some of these lives within their dfs contest here with this four game slate here we've got um memphis at philly that's super juicy matchup uh there at all uh, that's got, i i have the feeling my first initial thought when i saw that benny was nail biter Okay. Wait, hold on. You say Memphis at Philly? Yes. All right, I think you're looking at Tuesday slate. Not no, Wednesday. I am looking at Tuesday slate. Oh, thank yes. God for saving me. Okay, so that's what I get for not refreshing. Oh, here well, we go. I was going to say because I have I have John Wall as one of my top point guard plays again here, mm-hmm. even though he's going up against Memphis, and I'm like, when did he get traded to Philly? Hmm. You know, Philly. They, they're you know, um, you know that 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 GM and Brett Brown. There's shrewd shrewd moves being going on in Philly. He's, He's got a plan, right? Isn't that, the, isn't that what they always say in a Philly? Plan. We got a plan? A plan for plan. 2020. Okay, so actually, yeah. all right, 13 games on the slate. Excuse me, my <laughs> French here. There are a number of uh, options. So I was actually joking about you tightening up the belt. In reality, there is a lot of uh, options here for the slate. And by the way, just to point it out there, Philly is playing Milwaukee uh, on the road. I'm not going to go through all 13 games because that's 26 teams. That's all you need to know. Let's go ahead and go. 
here at the point guard position. Benny, let's go ahead and talk about your top options. Yeah, I mean, basically, I've been riding John Wall for a while. Um, as long as Bradley Beal is out, his usage is through the roof. He's putting up some huge assist numbers. I mean, I think he had 19 last night against Sacramento, which, again, is a little bit of an outlier. Anytime you play against Sacramento, you're playing at that you know huge breakneck speed. Um, he didn't score all that much yesterday, but I mean, when you have 19 assists, it's, you know, understandable that your, your points are going to be down a little bit. Um, you know, didn't take as many shots as he usually does either, but this is a guy that's playing 40 minutes. He gets you some steals every game. He gets you a ton of assists. He adds in a few rebounds. He's actually been shooting the ball a lot better. I don't know if you've watched that much lately. But uh, his shot looks a lot better, and he seems to be doing a much better job shooting the ball. So he has been putting up some good numbers. And if you look at his game log, you know, basically in his last, like, 12 games, 8.4, 7.9, a couple 4.6s thrown in there, 6.7, 7.2, 6.0, 6.8. He had one bad game last time against Memphis. But I think that that had more to do with the fact that they just didn't look good in that game and pretty much got blown out. Um, so I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for that one. You know, even against San Antonio, four and a half. Other than the Memphis game where he played horrendous and, and played less minutes than he normally does, every other game he's been a minimum floor of four and a half times value and has hit six, seven, eight X. So he's still the number one option for me if I'm going to be paying up at the point guard spot. Yeah, John Wall has been uh, an absolute baller. Um, uh, throughout this process here in the in the past two weeks in DFS, so um, has made some serious hay, and uh, I'm going to be in there for the most part on him over Wes and Curry because if you look at their games log as well, they're playing great, but you're just not going to uh, be able to get five x value with a full healthy roster like they have right now. Yeah. So let me um let me talk about Westbrook here for a second. This is something that I want everybody to know. If you're just somebody <clears throat> who looks at some of the you know, stats that you see. Yes, Westbrook is going up against the Lakers. Yes, the Lakers are horrendous on defense. They've been giving up the most points to point guards, yada, 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 yada. You know, mm-hmm. on paper, you would think that this is an absolute blowout. But this is where you got to actually think a little bit. Even if you take a look at the game log, what happened the last time they played the Lakers? It was like a 20-something point game. Westbrook played like 25 minutes. Durant played like 25 minutes. They absolutely blew the Lakers out. They were up by, you know... I think like 20, 30 points at halftime. So there's a real concern and a real risk that something like that is going to happen here again. So before anybody looks and says, how can you not use Westbrook? It's the number one DVP matchup. I 100% agree with everything that you're saying. But if you're going to pay up $10,500 for a guy, you need to be certain that that guy is going to play a full game. Because let's face it, as good as Westbrook is, you know, I'm not assuming he's going to score 60 fantasy points in 24 minutes. If he does do that, well, hey, you know what? I'll tip my cap to him, more power to him. But if I feel that, you know, and it's not something that you want to do too often, but if you really feel like a game is going to get out of hand and you have, you know, some faith that that's the way it's going to go, which is the way I kind of feel like this game is going to go, that's kind of why I'm not on Westbrook. So if you look at projection systems, if you look at numbers, you're going to see that the matchup is the best matchup on a day. But if you think about it a little bit and you realize, hey, I'm going to need him to play four quarters, balls to the wall in order to get what he needs to make value, you're probably not going to get that out of him today, which is why I wouldn't be using a guy like him. I'm actually okay with the play. I'm a little bit slightly more bullish than you. Um, but I, I agree with you that there's probably 
um, not a, the greatest chance in the world that the Lakers stay in this game. Whenever they've gone up against league competition, they've sort of folded uh, there as well. So the blow, and usually the blow-up potential means um, that the guy that you're playing is derived uh, pretty good fancy value, but the price is so expensive, so you just don't have a lot of margin for error. Uh, yes. in, in this spot. So there's the other issue. I would rather take the flip side of here and try to play with Lou Williams, who like even in tough matchups like the last time they played OKC here, paid off almost six times his value with 31 and a half fancy points in just 26 minutes of action. I, I said this, um, I think, I don't know if, which podcast it, um, I was last week. There's just too many of them to count right now. But um, I said, you know, his type of pace actually fits Lou Williams like um profile perfectly because he wants to play up and down in the court and you know and be able to go coast to coast the way OKC plays the only problem is he doesn't have the personnel to do it al- along with him you know so you could tell here he you know only one assist 20 points four trades and, and you know 5x value minimum 5.1x value to be completely accurate here in six straight games for Lou Will, which is why I like him over probably Russell Westbrook for dollar for dollar uh, on a site like DraftKings. So um, any other uh, point guards that we need to mention here before we move forward? Well, there's a couple cheap options who I want to talk about. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you got Drew Holiday in this one. He's going up against uh, – who do they have today? Oh, they have Portland, which we know is a good uh, – defensive matchup for anybody. Um, I think you also got to take a look at Jameer Nelson with Emmanuel Mudiay out. So he's been seeing a lot of minutes lately. I'm kind of on the fence about Jeremy Lin. I'm willing to give him a pass for not having a very good game against Houston, but he has been seeing extra minutes here and he's still kind of cheap. So he's another guy I'd look at. And then depending on if Lillard is back yet or not, you know, we have, um, who's the guy last night that everybody was using? Uh, $3,000 special on Portland. Uh, Tim Frazier. Uh, Frazier, yeah. So, you know, you also have Frazier as, like, an extreme punt as well. You know, again, I mean, it's not like I'm expecting Frazier to score 30-something fantasy points a game, but if he's going to play a full 48 minutes like he did last night and his price is going to stay at $3,000, I mean, that's not really somebody that you can ignore either. So depending on how some of that stuff works out, there's a couple cheap options there that I think we can consider. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, there overall. And then the last thing that we need to note too, like Emmanuel uh, Moody is potentially projected to come back on the 23rd. So obviously it's the 22nd here recording the show, uh, as we always do 36 hours in advance. So if he's in the lineup, that's obviously going to hurt Jameer Nelson and probably takes him, um, down, uh, multiple notches and from not probably not the greatest GPP play for either of those two. Um, they could just, you know, eat each other's minutes up and get a, like a 20 minute something split, which you won't like. But if, you know, obviously I would want to get some shares of Jameer Nelson in my lineups there if Moody ends up sitting, um, in this matchup too. Um, buying revenge narrative for Michael Carter Williams going back to Philly. Does it matter to you? I think like maybe aside from that, we, you just need to consider him cause he's been just destroying, uh, has topped six and a half X in four out of the past five. And the one he did not against the Clippers, he hit 5.4 X. So, um, I, I think right now is he's just really, you know, going, he's going NBA jam mode. On, on us right now, and you need to get some shares. But should we uptick that, uptick that even further, or maybe potentially worry about it because it is Philly? Oh God! Um, <clears throat> I mean, Philly has just been so bad lately that teams have been blowing them out. And earlier in the year, I was using guys against Philly all the time, and now I just feel like they've gotten so bad that it's tough you've to been fold. Fall- yeah, you, you've been falling in that same situation where. You, you have to legitimately sweat the game out 
not because you don't think your guy's going to reach value, but because you don't know if your guy's going to get enough minutes to, to really reach value. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to tell people not to do it because if he does get his normal run, he should be able to pay off value pretty easily. But it, it, it's more a GPP kind of play for me because I just don't have the certainty to say, yeah, let's. he's one of the top plays. Let's roll him in cash. All right, fair enough. Now, the way that I'm looking at this here is, you you, you know, you have so a couple top options there, but on a 26-team slate there, I really feel like you can take two the options that we like a lot and then sort of move forward here with the, some of our top options, um, you know, left on the side here, like the Currys and the Westbrook and the, you know, with the, maybe the exception of John Walls because there's just so much value uh, on the board at different positions. So you uh, maybe you think this is a slate today, given the amount of teams on the slate, that you might be able to, like, actually roll three high-priced players uh, into your lineup. I don't know if that's recommended for cash games, but could be a potential spot for GPP as well. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you could probably fit... <clears throat> Because whenever there's a, a, a slate with this many games, there's going to be a lot of a lot of value options because you got 13 games, you got 26 teams playing. You know, I can just about guarantee you there'll be a couple guys that are out. We don't know who all those guys are, but like a night like last night, I didn't go into last night expecting to have a stars and scrubs kind of lineup on on Monday night. But when you get Lillard and CJ McCollum out, and you got you know a whole bunch of options in that backcourt that are 3,000. And when two-thirds of the Washington Wizards team is on IR and you got a whole bunch of three and $4,000 options in that game as well, it was very easy to put a lineup together with Chris Paul and, and John Wall and then Harden or DeMarcus Cousins and, you know, still have six or seven grand left over to go get like a solid, you know, power forward or a small forward or, you know, somebody else that you wanted to mix in there. So, you know, if the value is there, I think it's definitely a viable strategy. I mean, listen, there are <clears throat> there are a lot of guys that are capable of scoring 30 to 40 fantasy points. There are only a handful of them that are capable of scoring 50, 60, or 70. The more of that handful you can have in and, you know, the more that those guys do what you expect them to do, it's only going to help your score. If you can get 20 to 25 points out of some of these $3,000 guys – you know, their real value isn't in that 20 to 25 points. Their real value is allowing you to fit in a Russell Westbrook who can get you 60 or a James Harden who can get you 70 or something like that. And if you're able to use one of those guys, get those 25 points, and then still be able to go and pay up at the other spot for the guy who gets you 60, you know, you're going to wind up with a 85, 90-point return out of some of those guys, and you're going to be able to do it for a you know pretty square price, and, and that's a good way to, to build your lineups. I like that uh, play for the most part there as well. I think it, it makes a ton of sense. All right, we are going to move forward here from the point guard position onto shooting guards here for the Wednesday slate. Let's talk about your top options here. Yeah, I actually have a lot of guys at the shooting guard position that I like. So I'm going to go through all the names, and then we can kind of talk about them, and you tell me if there's anybody else that you want to <clears throat> add to this short list. So I like Tyreek Evans going up against Portland. We know Portland struggles to stop guys at the guard spots. Evans has had some up-and-down games. He's given you some six and seven X returns. He's also had some games where he's only scored like 25, 26 points. But if you look at those games, one was a blowout against uh, Phoenix where he didn't get his normal amount of minutes. And the other game where he missed value was against the Utah Jazz, who, again, are a good defensive team even, even without Gobert. You know, And we've been seeing people miss value against the Jazz all season long. 
Last time they played Portland, he went for 52 fantasy points for 7.5x. And he went for another 50 fantasy points in his last game against Denver. So that's the kind of upside that Evans has. So I think he's somebody, especially for tournaments, that we got to look at. We got Will Barton, who's been going crazy lately. Uh, he put up like 58 fantasy points in his last game. Um, again, this guy's getting the minutes now. He's getting over 30 minutes, whether he starts or not. He's one of the best scorers they have in the team. He contributes in all the other categories. He hits some threes. He gets some rebounds. You know, he, he's been close to like seven, eight, nine rebounds a game. He's getting you three, four, five assists a game. He's picking up some steals and blocks. So he's doing a little bit of everything. His price is getting a little expensive, but he's still been returning some pretty solid value for you, even at the elevated price. So I think he's another guy we got to look at. Um, you know, I kind of like Jordan Clarkson a little bit, but I think Kobe's going to be playing, so that dips into his minutes. You know, you can still look at a guy like Raymond Felton, who's been, you know, returning solid value for you at a low price pretty much all season. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope playing big minutes, putting up some big numbers. Uh, 34, 43, 28, 49 in his last four games. And he's still priced right around $5,000. So he's way too cheap for the production he's been giving you. And he's basically averaged about 42, 42, 43 minutes a game over his last five. So if he's going to be playing that many minutes, he's definitely somebody you got to look at at the cheap price. Uh, you got OJ Mayo playing a little point guard from Milwaukee now. Um, with MCW in, he's moved to the two, but even with MCW last game, he still played 41 minutes in that game, wound up with 31 fantasy points. You know, his price has come up to the mid-5,000 range, so he's not as cheap, but he still has some upside there. And then the last guy, um, I don't know if you saw last night, but Carmelo Anthony actually left that game uh, early. Well, he he went out with like an ankle injury, came back in, but he wasn't the same player in the third and fourth quarter. So if he's going to be out again, I think Aaron Aflalo is the guy who's going to pick up a little bit of the scoring slack. Again, I don't love Aflalo, but if he's going to be getting, you know, 15 to 18 shots in this game without Carmelo, I think he can get you to 30 fantasy points at under 5K. So he's the other guy that I think would be useful that I'd be looking at. And then depending on how things work out with CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard, you know, you can always look at a guy like Alan Crabb who had like 30 points last night at, you know, $4,000. You know, he's a viable punt option as well if, uh, you know, you get the injury news working out in your favor. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm in on the majority of those plays. One of my favorite plays out of the group here right now is KCP um, for, let's see how what we're looking for in terms of price with KCP. We are looking at, um, as a reference point here, 5900 so 6K. Um, I don't know if that's, I believe that might be FanDuel pricing. Um, but, uh, 5.5, 7.3, uh, and 9.2x here in three out of the past four games for, for KCP. And he's been actually doing a fair, fair amount of rebounding there as well. Does have seven rebounds and, and two out of those three games there as well. Contributing from assists. I don't know where he came up with this, that eight assist game, uh, where he, I think that's like goes a season high 47 and a half fantasy points on, on Fandle, yeah, so that that's uh, very strong. But as long as he's going to be running in that, that at that clip, and if he's going to be um, jumping in here against uh, a shooting guard like um, uh, Kyle Korver, that's going to be some some juiciness. Oh, uh, overall, right now, usually you fade Atlanta in most defensive spots, and they still have like a good overall shooting guard defensive grade because of their their pace and their team defense. But I still don't mind Contavious Cobblepot 
I think he's uh, d- deserves a little bit more credit than he the absolutely be getting. And by the way, Tyreek Evans and, and Will Barton are are in two of the best matchups of the night against Phoenix and Portland, especially with Portland's injuries overall. So those are must plays for me. K- K- KCP mm-hmm. is like my pivot uh, from those f- uh, for GPPs. But I will be locking in Tyreek if I had to like you to tell me what my like shooting guard. Um, you know, guard combo was going to be on DK. Uh, that's probably what I would tell you it would be. So I think we're right on pace with a lot of. And you're, and you're the great thing too about what you mentioned here at the shooting guard position is there's so much many options here. You can really just slide down one or two notches to some of these guys that you mentioned here, like down to OJ Mail or down to KCP. Some of these guys that we've talked about here and really not lose too much if you if you're like very just close in terms of salary and making one guy work over the other. So just keep that in mind. You're in your back pocket. You'll have like a that that can be your like your plug and play or your pegs, you know, in your DFS lineup. Whenever you're you it's like I'm trying to fit these three guys in here, and I really need to notch you know one level down in terms of price. Uh, that's how I like to do it. When you when you've got the deepest position, you lock that in the back of your mind and say, all right, that's where I'm going to work from, in 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 order to create some of my you know different GPP differentiation or make my lineups work. All right, that is going to do it for the shooting guard position here. Uh, before we move to, forward to small forward, I let the beloved pod listeners know that if you are not subscribing to rotowire.com yet, what are you waiting for? Uh, you're going to love this website here. You can try it for free at rotowire.com slash pod. Lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer for eight different DFS sites. We've got up-to-the-minute depth charts, customizable league projections for all you season longers. We've got complete draft kits and um, the most updated uh, depth charts in the industry there as well. So make sure you take advantage. You want to take a look at the projections and the numbers that we use uh, ourselves uh, to build our DFS lineups. You can do so for free on a 10-day trial at rotowire.com slash pod. Tell them Benny and Josh sent you. Let them know that you enjoy the show. And then we'll see about getting you uh, like a free, you know, we're gonna what we're going to do is we're going to give away a free trip uh, to Jersey to Benny's favorite buffet. Um, which, what would that be, Benny? My favorite buffet? Yeah. Oh no, I don't eat many buffets. Um, is there like a um, Golden Corral near you or something like that? Sizzler, maybe? Not, not really. There used to be a Sizzler. There's not anymore. I got, honestly, my favorite buffet right now is probably the Chinese food one. <laughs> okay, well maybe Benny will just cook for you if we can get enough uh, people who subscribe to RotoWire.com/pod. Benny, hometown cooking will will choose a uh, a winner at random who leaves us the best feedback on the site, and then we'll make that happen. Sound good? Fair enough. I mean, I cook every day anyway, so what the hell? <laughs> as long as you don't mind eating with uh, like some two and four year olds at the table. Yeah, there it, it, there might be a little bit of screaming and crying at the dinner table, and I'm not talking about me about my lineup. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the only caveat. You may have to eat at the kids' table, but in return, you get a free 10 day membership at RotorWire.com/pod. All right, we are on to the small forward position here, Benny. Let's talk about our top Wednesday options. Yeah, uh, God, small forward is tough today because, you know, my same problem that I had with Westbrook, I'm going to have with Durant. I think that this is going to be a game where we're not going to see full run out of these guys, and I don't think that both of them get to value at, you know, the lofty prices we have for them. Uh, LeBron against the Knicks, I could see underperforming, especially with Kyrie back now. They're trying to feed a lot of mouths right there, so I think you're going to see his production tick down a little bit. Paul George against Sacramento is the spot that I would like to take, but he has not been as good lately. Um, his price is starting to come down, but I still think it's a little high for me for what he's been giving me lately. 
I really want to say that he's my favorite play because of the matchup and everything, but just recently he hasn't been playing as well, so I have a little bit of pause, although I think he's probably somebody that I would definitely have some tournament exposure to on this slate. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, the next guy on the list, Leonard has been very good. The problem is he's getting expensive again, and he's basically just giving you, like, solid cash game value, but probably not a good enough upside to really get you you know, to win the tournament. So that's the top end of the list. That's the way that I'm looking at it. So really, like I said, I think George has a little bit of tournament appeal and Kawhi has a little bit of cash game appeal. But other than that, I think going down to some of the cheaper guys is probably going to be the way I go at small forward. Yeah, I'm going to uh, totally agree with you there as well. Just think that um, in terms of uh, overall value, it's a little bit tough to go he- super heavy at this spot when you take a look at some of the options on the board and you can make a, a, a case for you to uh, s- save some value. Right now, um, a guy that I want to take a look at here is Tobias Harris. Um, he's a little bit probably more of a, like a GPP only play uh, for me, but he's heating up as uh, heating up as of late. Double doubled um, on the 18th with 25 and 12 and three steals. Came up with another 23 points with three trade, three rebounds and three steals against New York uh, there as well. So I mean, GPP upside in the eight in the eight X range overall a little bit uneven in terms of cash play. So that but you know um, a good matchup overall. Uh, on the radar, we talked about how the Houston and Trevor Reza haven't been the same. The Houston Rockets giving up the third most fancy points to opposing threes in, in the league. So that's my GPP special, uh, for the day. Uh, any other, um, like value option guys that we need to talk about here at the small forward position? It's a little bit thin uh, overall up top if you're not paying up and then some of the middle guys you just don't love. Oh, I, one more guy I really want to quickly mention too is Gordon Hayward. Um, by the way, if you take a look at his uh, price tag payoff here in uh, the last two games, 5.3 and 5.5x has uh, really just stepped up to scoring uh, 20 points or more in four out of the past five. And you know this is going to be the top total on the board with um, the Golden State Warriors. And he's the one guy who can, you know, sort of go tit for tat from outside uh, there as well. He does have 10 threes made in the past uh, five games. So I, I do not mind Gordon Hayward for, for the low 7K range if you're not going to go down to Tobias Harris um, you know, just below him overall or if you're not paying all the way up uh, for the PG-13, LeBron, Kawhi, uh, Durant range. So your thoughts there? Yeah, there's um, a couple other guys that I wanted to mention that are in the mid to lower tier. And again, I haven't really you know nailed it down with this many teams who I'm going to play, but these are the guys that are on my short list at least. Um, you got Omri Caspi, who's starting now and playing, you know, 35 plus minutes for that team. He's somebody that is, he, his price tag has come up to about 6K, but he's definitely worth it. He's somebody who's been putting up 30 plus fantasy points. Don't get scared away by that last game. He got in foul trouble early on. That's why he played less minutes and underperformed. But he's been giving you good return for your uh, investment lately. So I think he's somebody to look at. You got Kent Bazemore, who's starting for Atlanta now. Again, still a little bit cheap. Been putting up some good numbers. Um, they had a pretty easy game last out, so I'm not going to stress the fact that he didn't go big either. I think they'll need him a lot more to play bigger minutes in this Detroit game. I expect to see him over 30 minutes. I expect to see him have a pretty solid outing. Uh, Jeff Green, another guy who's in that same spot where, you know, he's starting now at the power forward position, so he's been able to grab a few more rebounds. His scoring has come up. His price really still hasn't. So he's another guy that I'm looking at. And then the punt special for the day, um, especially if Otto Porter is out again, is going to be Kelly Obrey Jr. 
Um, again, if you take a look at his last couple game logs, it's not like this guy's getting you 30 or 40 fantasy points, but he's costing you like 3K, 31, 3200, somewhere in that range. And he is returning 20 plus, which is giving you six or seven X value. So he's one of those guys that we talked about before that you can put in there, get the solid 20 to 25 points out of and, you know, have the money to go and pay up for whichever stud you want to go and get on the day. That makes perfect sense to me. So I'm, I'm with you on those expanded options, too, if you're not going up top or in the middle for some of these guys that we talked about here. All right, let's go ahead and flip over to the power forward position for the Wednesday slate. Let's talk about your your top options here. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis, and uh, you got Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins up at the top. Now, we know big guys have been playing well against Indiana. You got to think that Indiana in this game, it's going to be uh, you know Cousins in the middle matched up with Mahini, especially if both of those teams are going to play with you know, like the, the two small forwards playing, you know, the power forward and small forward role. So I think Cousins could have a big game here. I think he could eat against Indiana. Um, again, you don't like paying up that much money for him, but I do think he can give you 50-plus fantasy points here. I also like Anthony Davis against Portland. You know, Portland's front court, basically Portland's entire team this year is a little bit of a mess. My only concern here is that, you know, New Orleans could wind up blowing this game open a little bit, especially if uh, Lillard and... You know, McCollum don't play, but then again, I thought that last night, and they wound up, and uh, Portland wound up going out there and, you know, basically almost pulling off a win against Atlanta, which I don't think anybody thought was going to happen. So, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I wouldn't stress that too much. But I think paying all the way up to the top is uh, the way I'm going to want to go with this today. You know, Draymond Green is always an interesting option, but I don't know if I want to use him against uh, Utah. I know Utah's been playing at a little bit of a higher pace, and, you know, defense hasn't been as good without Gobert. Um, and the way that Draymond's playing, I think at the very least he's somebody you got to consider for tournaments, but I don't know if I would go the cash game route with him. I also like uh, Kenneth Fareed has been playing pretty well. That's he gets a pick. really mm-hmm. – yeah, he gets a he, – he's, he's probably the best – price for potential upside kind of play so whether it's gpp or in a cash game play you know i mean i know you said you like him so i'll let you talk about him a little more but for around six thousand dollars you know this is a guy in a paced up game against phoenix that you know can get you 30 to 40 fantasy points and give you a six to seven x kind of return yeah, I'm I'm with you there as well. Kenneth Reed, six point three x six point seven and five point seven, mixed in with a couple of, of duds against Utah, which you talked about as a potential fade. And then Houston, he went four point six x, so didn't burn you, but nothing great. Double doubles in in three in the past five here, twenty one and thirteen, one of his better performance against a soft uh, matchup in New Orleans. He is drawing Phoenix skin. That's John Luer for twenty something odd minutes, mixed in with Marquise Morris, who's also not a great defender, and they know that's paced up. So you take a look at the price that you've got at the low 6k on DraftKings that's all day for me I think uh you know if you don't trust it then keep it at the GPP level since it is a little uneven but the matchup is elite enough for me to go either way and the other thing I do want to say on on Draymond Green to me like his level of production like you know another triple double against Phoenix was 16 11 and 10 with five is insane you know it's like approaching four by four with he gets five more steals for for six for 7.2 act at 8500 is crazy and then you take a look at what he did at Milwaukee too, 21 and nine and eight, one rebound and two assists. He's just matchup proof overall right now. And if you, you know, to me, if you're in the five to eight and a half uh, 
you know, range and you've been above $8,000, which he has, of that, you're, you're at least cash safe for me. You're probably, once he's now hit that he's at like up at 8,800, it's probably less of a GPP option to me in my mind because it's gotten so expensive, but the floor is pretty safe for me for at least for cash. So I actually think he's probably better for cash than, uh, than, uh, GPPs. However, having said that, if that's your GPP option, you, I mean, the production's there. And I was like, you know, a minimum of 46 fancy points in the last four games with, you know, 70 point upside is what he did against Boston. So mm-hmm. I'm not expecting that necessarily at, um, you know, in, in this particular matchup with Golden State, uh, playing at home against Utah, but Utah is, t- is a tough team that should keep, stay in the game. So, uh, and the, you know, Draymond Green is going to be a probably a good bet for, for rebounding purposes because they have a bigger, one of the bigger front lines or used to anyhow with, uh, you know, Derek Favors. So I expect them to have to bang a little bit more. All right, uh, that's going to move it on for the power forward position. We want to let you know before we move forward here, Benny, that if you haven't checked out FantasyDraft.com and their flexible lineup format just yet, now it's time to do, though, just in time for Christmas. It gives you the freedom to choose all the players that you love to watch. One of the largest payout zones in the industry, which means you give more chances to win at least 25% or more of the payouts on getting paid out in their largest guaranteed contest. Fantasy Draft has a level playing field that only lets no more than 20 entries per user in any contest. So put yourself in the best position to win. Join FantasyDraft.com now. Use the promo code RotoDraft for a 100% deposit bonus over at FantasyDraft.com and find out why they do more than anybody else to put players first. FantasyDraft.com, promo code RotoDraft. All right, let's go ahead and close this out here, Benny, at the center position. Let's talk about your top options for the Wednesday slate. All right, so excuse me here. Um, center position today, I really kind of like Greg Monroe going up against Philly. I've been playing centers against Philly all year long. Monroe's been a pretty solid piece of that Milwaukee team. I think he's healthy and back from the whole strip club incident now. So um, his price has actually come down a little bit, and I think he's going to be one of the top options who I look at and consider, um, you know, on Friday's slate. I also like, uh, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, even though he's going up against the San Antonio Spurs. Now that him and Dang are, are, are playing together, he's seeing a little bit more minutes, so he's been up over 30 minutes his last couple games. And he went for 25 and 16 yesterday. Now, those are monster numbers. Like, those are the kind of numbers Andre Drummond was putting up at the beginning of the year, and his price is almost 10K right now. And you're still able to get Towns for, like, 7K. So unless his price jumps significantly, I think he's still a little bit too cheap. Um, I know it's a tough matchup with Memphis, but Morsin Gortat uh, has been putting up some big numbers as well. He's playing big minutes with all the injuries they have down there in Washington. So he's another one of those mid-tier guys I'm looking at. Um, you know, Gorgie Dang, another guy in there, you know, around the $5,000 price range. That's seeing 30 minutes now or close to it. So he's been putting up 30-plus fantasy points, giving you about 6X. So he's somebody else that I like. And then, um, you know, if you need some of those cheaper punt play type options, you know, depending how this big man situation keeps working itself out in Boston, my biggest problem with the Boston bigs is that Stevens had too many options and everybody was getting a little bit of time. But if we're going to have guys like Sullinger and Amir Johnson hurt and you know that you're going to get time out of guys like, you know, uh, who do they got there? They got Olenek now. They got, you know, Zeller. I like Kelly Olenek. He's the starter last night. He's only around $4,000. I think he can give you 25, 35 fantasy points. Uh, that would be a return of like 7 to 8x. So I think he's somebody who's viable as a cheap option. And that's pretty much about as low as I'm going to go here. I also like Mason Plumley. Um, I actually think that Myers Leonard is a better player, to be honest with you. 
but Portland Portland does not agree. They are giving Plumlee the minutes. And honestly, Plumlee's starting to grow on me after watching him. I watched him play last night. He's just on the floor so much, and he racks up some rebounds. He'll get you some block shots. You know, he'll score a couple points when he's open. So I think that he's cheap enough where he's probably still a viable option as well. So, again, on a big slate like this, there's a lot of different ways you can go. And, you know, looking at it now or last night when I wrote this stuff down, um, you know, that's the list of centers that I had down as guys that I'm going to be looking deeper into to consider. All right, fair enough. The one guy I really want to mention here, I mean, we're in the Christmas season, Benny here. We're doing a lot of shopping. You're doing a lot of shopping. We're shopping for centers here. Some people shopping around, they like Louis Vuitton. Some people like Vucci. You know, as in Nikola Vucevic. So I'm going to go Vucci here. Uh, priced at 7100 in the mid case, uh, mid, you know, top 10 range. Not super expensive, but, uh, expensive enough for you to need quality and you're getting quality out of him. 5.8, 6.0, and 6.9x in the last three games. 41.75 fancy points or more in the past three. Double doubles in two of the last three. One rebound, uh, one rebound around with 26 and nine, uh, with two assists and a block from the double double bonus on DraftKings last night there as well. And then he would have topped, uh, the, you know, performance from the 20th. Uh, overall, so um, I'm in definitely on Nikola Vucevic. Houston, we know, isn't uh, you know the, the defensive stalwart of a team at the center position that they have been in, in the past. They're league average right now, but I'm never scared of that when it's, you have a, a quality, quality uh, score like Vucevic who can stretch Dwight Howard out to like 18 feet and and you know not have to worry. And he's a good rebounder in his own right, blocking enough shots for you to feel okay about it. You would like him to block more, but he, I think he has like a five-inch vert, so you can't really expect too much. But aside from that, I think he is one of the top options. I actually like him better than some of the other guys that you have concerns about, like, um, you know, Marcus Gasol and going up against Quartet in the slower pace game, or Andre Drummond going up against, um, you know, Horford, who's uh, supposed to be, or, or actually is, uh, like a, an above average defender. So, or Monroe in, in the blow potential against Philly. So, Vucevic to me is going to be one of my, uh, options that I target the center position, position for the Wednesday slate. And that is going to wrap it up for the RotoWire DFS podcast for today's action. Don't forget you can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher for your download convenience. Be sure to give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget you can always check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Please be on your P's and Q's. Otherwise, you may find yourself in another charitable situation. Um, and <laughs> you can always – I have literally I have literally blocked like three people in a year and a half. So you that's how the, much this guy got on my nerves. The, you are the Dikembe Mutembo of Twitter, sir. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, that's right. <laughs> you you want to talk to me about three-point shooting centers? Get that out of here, bro. All right? So, yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter. Block free. You have to do a lot more to get me, but get, get blocked on. But that's, don't bring the hate raid this way. All right, keep it on Benny's side. Uh, <laughs> at Josh Hayes FS, uh, you know, at your own risk. Give give me a follow there as well. Uh, we'd love to hear from you um, the majority of the time. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. happening daily. 
We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 